Hello, and welcome back to Turning On Your Light, a podcast about purpose. Today, I'm here with my friend Brooke, and in episode three, we're going to be talking about what it means to lose your purpose and how that affects other people in your circle and life as well. So loss is just a part of life, whether it's losing a loved one, a job, a pet, even losing your aspirations or life plans. I think during this time, people can really go through some of the five stages of grief, yeah, definitely. I think that um, losing anything causes that cycle to go, and then you need to work through it. Yeah. So for those of you, who, those of you who aren't aware what the five stages of grief are, they start. It starts with denial and progresses through anger, and then moves to bargaining and guilt, depression, and then finally acceptance so accepting that loss and kind of moving on and growing from that however when you are working through the five stages of grief it is more common to jump around those stages than to actually go through them in order because sometimes you'll think that you've figured it out and then you'll go three steps backwards and start dealing with grief again and it's just a big it's more of a circle than anything um yeah but you'll you'll find the acceptance eventually. And I think that every person, maybe every person doesn't go through these as severely as other people do. And everyone deals with grief differently. This is just kind of what's been noticed um, as a pattern. But so everyone has someone or something in their life that they care for. And when someone in your life or you lose a sense of purpose, you get lost. And that can really hurt um, either you being lost and not really knowing to do um, with the rest of your life, or seeing someone that you love or care about not knowing what to do with the rest of their life. Yeah, um, for example, my mom, her dad died when I was maybe six or seven years old. So after that, her life kind of started going downhill. And because of that, it affected us, it affected her marriage, it affected her work life. She started drinking uh, when I was 10, probably, and um, once that started, it kind of all fell apart. She lost her job, my parents got a divorce. It was just kind of a big mess, and once she lost her dad and lost that sense of purpose in her life, then her entire world came crashing down and she dragged us along with her. So I think losing your purpose and not doing it or doing the work to find it or find a new purpose or to work through it um, can be really, really detrimental to not only you, but to the people around you. Yeah, especially kind of like what you were saying, staying in that last bit where you don't want to get up and do something about that is really detrimental. Um, I find that a lot of people, when they're dealing with grief of a loss, they find that they... um, they stay in that wallowing in that self-pity of, oh, this happened to me, I'm the victim, I'm yeah, I'm the sure. hurt one here, but they're not pushing for that change, change that, um, that growth that is needed. Because if you don't push for the growth that you need, you're not going to get it because nobody's going to push for you. Yeah, it, that's only really something you can do for yourself. And like, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but people can come along and support you and kind of walk with you on that but ultimately like that's only a decision you can really make for yourself um 
And when someone else, like going back a little bit, when someone else in your life loses their purpose, it kind of destabilizes us. And like people who are watching them kind of lose that. And I think especially in our stage of college life, like some people come to college with a degree and a major in mind and they know exactly what they're gonna do with it. Um, but a lot of kids come to college and they're like, well, I have this, but I don't really know what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. And they kind of like, don't know what that purpose is. So I think that's one area of life where that can be really evident. Yeah, and I think a really important part of finding that purpose is not only looking at what you love to do, but um, what God is calling you towards, because that is a really big, like, arrow, in a sense, of what you should do. Um, though I know that it is really, really, really difficult to see sometimes, because of the fact that um, sometimes we just have a hard time listening to God, and sometimes we're more scared to trust in God than to trust in ourselves. But ultimately, if you trust in yourself, your path is not going to be the one that's best for you. Yeah, so Romans uh, 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So yeah, the purpose is a big thing, and um, losing that purpose is super detrimental. I actually wanted to read a little bit um, from an article written by the American Psychological Association, which kind of talks about grieving a living loss, in a sense. So, it starts saying, Research from the bereavement literature shows that the nature of a person's attachment has an effect on their grief reactions. Of course, we aren't only attached to other humans, Namer says. We're capable of losing places, projects, possessions, professions, and protections, all of which we may be powerfully attached to, he says. This pandemic forces us to confront the frailty of such attachments, whether it's to our local bookstore or the routines that sustain us through our days. Many of the losses we're experiencing now are so-called ambiguous losses. These lack the clarity and definition of a single point like a death, Namer explains. That fuzziness can make it hard to move forward. As the pandemic has evolved, people have had to confront a series of losses, a sense of safety, of social connections and personal freedoms, of jobs and financial security. Going forward, uh, people will experience new losses we can't yet predict. We're talking about grieving a living loss, one that keeps going and going, he says. We don't only grieve for what's missing, but also for the ways in which those losses affect our senses of self, says George Bonanno, PhD, a psychologist who heads the Loss, Trauma, and Emotion Lab at Teachers College, Columbia University. You can experience grief over anything that feels like a loss of identity. Research shows, for instance, that losing a job can trigger a period of prolonged grief distinct from anxiety or depression. And I thought that was really interesting, talking about grieving a living loss. And when you lose your purpose, um, you do lose what feels like that sense of identity, especially as Christians. God has called us, um, it says in the Bible, and he has a specific plan for every... Um, every one of our lives and losing that can definitely I think mess with our heads a lot yeah um I have another example for that actually um after my best friend died it was like this really difficult faith battle for me because I was so sure that she had a plan for her life she she loved Haiti she had a heart for missions there she was gonna be a social worker and work in orphanages and help kids and she had such a beautiful plan 
and God had called her into such a, an amazing place. And then she she died, and I was so lost because I I couldn't understand why God would make this beautiful plan for her life and then just let it fall apart like that. And it took a long time for me to stop blaming God and start understanding that it was actually the enemy who puts that into us. Yeah. God doesn't give you the hardships. He just uses them. Mm -hmm. And how did that affect, like, your sense of purpose? I honestly didn't want to listen to God after that. I didn't want to take his path for my life. Um, I almost didn't come to North Central because I thought that I didn't need it. I thought that a public university would be just fine. Um, I applied for all of these different places thinking that they'd be right for me and then they just ended up not being. And so finally, once I'd began, begun to work through the fact that she, her death was not God's fault and it wasn't my fault and it wasn't anybody's fault, I started to realize that North Central and my journalism degree, that was where I was meant to be and that's where God was calling me and I'm really, really excited to see what happens now that I've started to listen to him and follow that purpose because for a long time I didn't think I had a purpose. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think one of the first times that I dealt with like personally a loss of purpose was during my junior and senior year of high school. Um, so during that time I had been my goal um, for school had been, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into nursing. And specifically, I had thought about um, being a nurse in the NICU, which is the neonatal neo, neo, intensive care unit. Um, and actually, that means a lot to me because I was born a month early. Um, and um, I love babies, I love kids, and I'm an Enneagram too, which is the helper. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, I can get to the NICU, I can help these babies, it'll come full circle, because I was in there, and it'll be, just be really great. And then I took Bio 101 with uh, Dr. Simat at the University of Northwestern, and I was like, science is not my thing. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of shifted all my plans. And I kind of fell into this, like, apathetic state at that time, because I was like, well, if that's not what I'm going to do, like, it just, nothing matters anymore. And I had lost everything that I thought was a sense of purpose. And I was uh, really confused and I really wasn't sure. So I just kept going through school and time was not on my side here. So at this point, we're halfway into senior year. I need to like, everyone's telling me you need to pick a college, you need to pick a major, what are you gonna do? Like everyone expects us to have our lives planned out and have a purpose and everything by the time we're 18, which is kind of crazy with society the way it is right now. Um, and I took my last semester of high school, I took interpersonal communications through North Central um, with Dr. Baumhofner. And it was the best class I've ever taken. And it really um, showed that my strengths are people and really directed me into this communications um, field and was just so great. And I think one of the other times that um, I've dealt with a loss of purpose was not actually something I went through, um, but when I was in high school, a guy that I was friends with um, went through a really, really tough time, and it impacted me. It hit me a lot harder than I thought it had initially, and one particularly tough night, I could tell that there was he was struggling with 
um, just a deep loss of this purpose. And I talked to him that night. Side note, phone calls late at night never go well. So, especially if emotions are high. So, that's a little piece of advice for you from everything I've learned from that. And after I talked to him that night, um, I wrote something um, very personal about that. And I'm like, I'd like to show it with you guys. I talked to him recently, so I have his okay to share what I wrote. So here we go. Um, is this what a broken heart feels like? I feel like I'll never be whole again. It's such a foreign sound. The animalistic, desperate sobs coming from your heaving chest. It's like I drown in a sea of your tears if they could be transported through the foam. It kills me to see you like this, broken and shattered. Gone is the happy-go-lucky person I know. This is a sight I never hoped to see. If I could take all of your pain, heartache, and sufferings, I would in a second. I stifled a sob witnessing the empty shell you've become. I know it's so hard. I know you want to give up, to give in to the despair, pain, and trauma that waits to pounce and take that forlorn heart captive. My heart bleeds and I would do anything. I would give anything to take away the pain, the hurt, and make it all better to help you. Stay strong. I know it seems like the avalanche has pinned you beneath a mountain of rocks and you can't get up. Life is a piece of glass and your back is scarred and bloody. I promise it'll get better. Just lift your face up. And if you don't trust me, trust God. Yeah, I think that's really important to go back to God. And um, before, when you were talking about your purpose with your degree, I, I got me thinking, like, it was kind of a God thing. Like, when I came to North Central, I didn't have any friends. And... Right now, the only friend, real friend that I've made so far is you. And so, <laughs> We're going to have to change that. But you get where I'm coming from. Like, if I hadn't chosen North Central for my journalism degree, and if you hadn't changed to communications, we never would have been friends. No. And, like, I wouldn't have the kind of friendship that I do right now, which is really, really helping me get through this like freshman year of college with COVID and everything like that. <laughs> Sophomore, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> PCO kid. Whatever. Um, yeah, so I think kind of a point that would I'd like to emphasize if I haven't already is that like a lack of purpose or a loss of purpose not only really affects you, but if someone else is going through that, it really affects um people in your circle too. And I think that's something that our culture doesn't really talk about and I think they do it's just very much shoved under the radar yeah so. no we're definitely humans who like to look right in front of our noses we don't like yeah. to open our eyes to the people around us it's usually all about like me 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 like how is this affecting me like I'm the victim I'm the one who this is hurting but you don't really see how your actions in response to those things hurt the people around you yeah, I think going off of that, um, going back to this conversation that I had with a friend, um, I think neither of us realized how hurt the other one was, and we had a chance to talk about it recently, and it was really good for both of us to kind of look at where the other one was coming from and, like, see how that affected someone else, and obviously, like, everyone goes through difficult things in life, and that's not something anyone can avoid, um, but just being conscious enough to look under the radar and see how people are doing and just be there as a support for them but also um moving into kind of like practical things that we can do to help people um who've lost their purpose or to kind of help yourself is like 
after walking with someone who's gone through this, like, one thing that I've had to learn and that I'm still learning is that you can't fix someone else, like, in this purpose. You can support them and love on them and, like, try to walk through them with this and, like, ultimately pointing them towards Jesus is the best thing you can do. But, like, this is their road to walk and they're going to get stronger because of it or not. Um, it's really how they take things, but, yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to learn that I can't fix everybody's problems. Um, it was my thing in middle school and high school. Like, I was the fixer. I was the one who everybody came to with all of their griefs, and I would tell them what to do, and it would be fine. But there were times where I just had to learn and to teach myself that sometimes you just have to say, like, no, I can't help anymore. And yeah, it's really hard to say because you don't want to say no. You want to be there for your friend, your family, but there are some, some times where if you try and help, you're going to hurt more than you help. And eventually, if you get to the point where somebody is using you as their therapist, then you know that there's something wrong because they're not looking for help in the right places. Yeah, and kind of um, just remembering that therapy isn't, it, it's not a bad thing and you're not weak if you need help. Um, there are people out there who are very good at what they do and we're humans we're weak we're sinful and we're not perfect so i think there's a big stigma in the christian community right now around therapy yeah because people believe that if you give it all to god that's your solution but it'll be done good it's really not that easy because sometimes there there are things that hurt so bad that you need a professional like that's what they're there for like god wouldn't have created people called into therapy and called into psychology if they weren't meant to be there to help you that's their purpose in life and god is using kind of like we talked about earlier like god has a plan for each and every one of their lives and the way that they intertwine and intermix is so fascinating and when you allow somebody to outlive their purpose in your life it not only helps them but it helps you too because you can watch them and you can see that they thrive in that purpose and that someday you will also have that purpose and you will be able to thrive in your purpose in somebody else's life. Yeah, and ultimately getting to that spot where you and that other person can both thrive is such a big thing. Um, and just kind of wrapping it up, a couple like practical things that I've done um, or tried to do in terms of like dealing with this loss of purpose. And like the as a Christian, the first thing that we should do or that I've done is go to God because... God is bigger than anything that happens in this life. Um, and he, he can deal with it. Um, talk to God. Spend some time in prayer. I think another really big thing for me is get a good support network and get plugged in to your church. Get like Reach out to your friends and family. Um, they can support you as you go through this. And I think one thing that I've also learned is like volunteer. Start to learn your strengths, what you're interested in, and get involved. Yeah, getting involved is a really big one. Even if you aren't technically a Christian, um, getting involved will help you learn what you like to do. Um, Whether that's serving people, whether that's um, helping the homeless or uh, volunteering at a library, like doing different things will allow you to discover what you're actually good at. Because if you never try new things, you won't actually know. Yeah, so honestly just trust that God has a plan and he'll reveal it in the by and by and just knowing that purpose it's not something you can 
fine overnight. It's a journey and part of the strength comes from that journey and discovering yourself. So yeah, thank you Brooke so much for joining me today and talking about losing your purpose and how it affects others. Um, thanks guys. Bye. Bye.